This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Never enough time, ladies and gentlemen, when we get into our audiobook review, which is what this segment's about. We do this once a month on the program on the last Tuesday of the month. So, folks, Brock Richardson, he's over there. He will be the presider of questions for us. And we welcome you to the Kelly and Rummy Audiobook Club. This is our chance and yours to really get into the books, authors, and narrators that we love or don't love. Today's book is Actress by Anne Enright. Recommended by that lady, we bring her in here now, Danielle McLaughlin. Of course, you can catch Danielle on the program on Mondays with Know Your Rights. Now, Actress is available uh, in human narrated audio on Sela and for purchase on audio, uh, audible.ca. Warning, ladies and gentlemen, this conversation contains a bit of mature uh, subject matter. We ask the viewers, please, out there, uh, we give you a little advisement. Um, as we jump into this conversation, it is advised to watch what, uh, what who's, who's watching with you. Um, okay, Danielle, I want to start with you right off the bat before Brock gets into discussing uh, things with us. Off the top, because of a comment you said when recommending this book, I want to know what, and we're going to run this up here, we're going to show it on a graph, what rating do you give this in the sense of your review? What number? Uh, I give it all five stars. I absolutely love this book. Uh, it's one of the uh, best books I've read this year. I think, and I, as I've mentioned in, in previous conversations, Quality of writing is the first thing that interests me when I read a book, and this has it all. I think that Anne Enright is a brilliant writer. She's won a Booker Prize in in the past. Uh, she's been up for many different awards over time for other books that she wrote, um, and I think this one stands up very well with with her other works. I'm uh, I'm a big fan, as you can tell. Oh. Uh, and a writer with a lot of history and a lot of cred, so I'll turn it over to Brock. Well, we love that when uh, we can get invested in the things that we read and watch and things like that. Uh, Danielle, can you start by giving us a quick synopsis in your own words of the book? Sure. Um, it's not a, a book to easily um, uh, synthesize into four or five sentences, but Basically, it, it starts uh, with the story of a woman um, who has a, a mother who has recently passed away, and somebody comes, a graduate student comes to interview her about her mother. And this uh, woman is Nora, and she's really kind of perturbed by the kinds of questions she's being asked. And she mentions this to her husband, at, he's a writer, Nora, and he says, well, why don't you write the book yourself? And that's what you're reading, pretty much, is the book that she writes herself about her very complicated mother, her relationship with her mother, and her mother's place in history as as well. She, um, you know, she's very polite, uh, a little offhand with the graduate student, but as soon as her <laughs> husband suggests that she write the book herself, she immediately starts on research to find out more and more about her mother. So there's a whole lot. That to be known about her mother that she didn't know. And uh, it's revealed over the course of the book. But interestingly, it's not set up like a mystery. Um, no, you no. know, from isn't that interesting, Kelly? You know, from the very beginning, 
that her mother, uh, Catherine O'Dell, shoots somebody. You know that within yeah. the first few pages. And you just have to wait to it unfolds. To, who did she shoot? Why did she shoot him? Um, and, and the and aftermath. What, what is this? And the aftermath. What is the whole story? It, Danielle, I think one of the things that I thought, and, and I found as we'll get into a little bit, just more of a challenging read that way because I look for that conventional whodunit, who's, you know, my private detective books and things like that. And it's not knowing that off the top. I've read many books where you know right off the bat who's done what to who. You're just now sorting out the why, the story behind it. What an interesting device bringing the student in. No, Hub says, write it yourself. And seeing it through the eyes of the daughter, doing the research and the writing. Um, and again, I find you get this with a writer like Anne and right who's written for so long, and the different devices one gets a story laid out to you. Um, is and and again, you you've read a lot of Anne's content in your mind yes. and 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 in my mind. This is a different way she writes, but you expect that from Anne and right. In other do. things I've and read, it's totally different. It, it's quite it's quite different. It isn't just a story because you're really delving into the relationship between a mother and a daughter as well. And so that you understand that as she's telling you things about her mother, you believe some of it. You don't believe all of it. And you also understand that what her mother did had a strong effect on her. And it she develops as a person, the, the daughter, Nora, over the course of the story about her mother. And I think that, you know, Anne Enright is a bit of a specialist in uh, looking at dysfunctional families. You know, she she knows that, uh, as, as Tolstoy said, you know, all happy families are the same and every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. And I think that that's what this this story really is not necessarily about an unhappy family, but certainly a very complicated family which you know a mother a daughter and then all of a vast all array the characters yes who come in and out mm-hmm. and in and out right yeah yeah, yeah and they're Those. flamboyant in their own way kind of like the characters Very. you found in what was it um what was it midnight in the garden of good and evil that that good and evil. Also, that's right yeah it, it had that same kind of those characters were really really stood out and that's Very what you dramatic, got here right yeah. Yes. Yeah. All, and, and, and a lot of the characters who are very dramatic are, of course, actors. And that's yes. why this book is called Actress, because it's about uh, the mother who, who was an actress. And you never know, you know, if she's acting or is this actually who she is? Um, you know, she's one, one of the things I, I mean, I know this book can be seen as quite dark, but I found it enormously funny as well. Um, yeah. You know, she's known known to be, uh, you know, this great Irish actress. And of course, the, the daughter first finds out that she's not even Irish. You know, she was born in the UK. Um, she's she, she she talks about how she becomes so Irish, it turns her hair red. You know, mm. <laughs> Which I, Brock, it's the personas, <laughs> right? We talk about personas, whether you're an yes. actor, <clears throat> an on-air person. There's certain personas sometimes people have and this was huge with actors and stuff like that especially desiring yeah i want people to see me as a, a an actor from here or you get all these american actors how did they get their british accent back in the days yes yes for sure. that's right for sure danielle does the author remind you of any others whether it be authors themselves or books you've read them by that particular author well, it certainly reminds me of other books written by Anne Enright, but 
Um, you know, I, I was having my husband listen to the audiobook, which Anne Enright narrates herself. And he said, my goodness, it really sounds a lot like James Joyce. And I think that there are certain resonances mm. of of James Joyce in in the writing. It, the, the, it's very poetic in, in many ways and a um, bit of a fan of, of uh, Irish writers from way back <laughs> myself. You know, I, I you know, I'm a, a fan of Joyce. And she mentions having met Yeats, you know, so all of these characters are kind of brought into the the story as well so yeah it, it reminds me of some of really the best writing in, in english that that i know about which is another reason that that i liked it so much but you know i can see why you might find that it, it's a bit hard going and and kelly i wanted to know how you found it um as i mentioned i found it harder to get into um i of course found the the humor wonderful in in what I kind of expected, despite that, you know, her, her mom, the killing, and things like that. But I also found the, the the neatness of the characters. I found myself wondering how close to realism and what what story we are going to get based on this, and and what I relate to as a fan of old time TV, radio, and so on because right. of the era. Um, we start out in the seventies in in really the story and the parties and stuff like that, and a lot of things. You know, you got to really find these interesting characters, some you don't like, some you're like, oh, that filthy beast, and, and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, so so there wasn't the punches pulled there, which you would expect with Anne, uh, Anne Ray. But for me, getting into it, and I can't even say, oh, it moved too slow, because it's not that long of a book. I can't no. say it was too back and forth. So, um, it, But I know that there were those times that was that struggle. Where are we talking now? Who's this guy? Who's that person? What was that lady saying? What was that about? Um, it was one of those books that I had to stay in the game to focus on. Yes, that's right. You can't just sort of put it down and expect you'll come back and remember mm. who everybody is because there are quite a yeah. lot of characters. Or be multitasking then, while listening. Yes. No, that's that's right. Although I don't know if if you listen to Anne Enright narrating the book, did you did you listen to that? Yes. You were Brock. Yes. Yes. I, I found for sure. that that the the humor of it really comes out as she speaks. That oh. that things that that I didn't realize were so funny became much funnier when I listened to her reading it. Yeah, I think our own interpretation. And again, when you're a, a playwright, playwright, excuse me, a writer like her whether you're mm -hmm. reading it or not, you have the luxury of doing what you want. You're established enough. You're going to have some people read it. But it's like I say about when actors or artists perform, musicians, and they get to a point where they say, you know, I've really always had an interest in playing jazz music. I'm going to. And Anne Enright can do that stuff. She can yes. take something and say, I know this isn't going to grab everybody, but I want to write it. I want this. I want to write this story. I have this idea. And I find that wonderful um, because if you are a follower, you are going to. But you need differences in what your writers will do. Some of us love it to stay the same, but it's it, you got to assume these people want to grow and that never stops. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I really like the fact that you know that, that she's shot Boyd O'Neill, but it's almost boy doesn't die, you know. It's it's yeah. almost more annoying than any yeah. anything, yeah. you know. They, but it's it's an indication of the mother beginning to lose her mind. That's right. At, That's right. At, at, and I find that the, you know 
the, the the depth of it you know she's this flamboyant character she's you know she's into everything but at what point do you start saying i think she's kind of losing her grip here yeah. and it's hard to tell because she's such an actor. i think you get both both moments in that and i think sometimes because of people's impressions of actors anyway and doing the things like some of those performances and how how she'd get into those roles you're like oh my gosh you know i think a lot of time people think well these actors have lost it anyway um and i think killing him that you know like like anyway like if something had happened there would be no story for us yes that's right yeah. And of course, you know, one one of the questions, and it doesn't even seem a serious question, even though as it, it's developed over the, the course of the story is, who is Nora's father? And she doesn't hmm. know um, nope. who her father is, because her mother's had all of these dalliances and all of, you know, this, this very flamboyant life. Um, and she never really does find out. That's not giving much away to, to, to say that. But, you know, it, it's it. it it helps to de develop her character too, don't you think, Kelly? That you know she's she's not overly concerned about this question. Mm -mm. No, no, she's not, and I think it's due to the life and the people who were in her life. It's yeah. when you you know, it's like some people are very curious, and they could have a lot of people around them and still be curious. But it's almost like all of these folks who were around all the time. I don't want to say they were necessarily father figures. I'm saying yeah. there was more of a community and family. They had the connections and there was enough for, and I think that she understood enough of the lifestyle, the things that went on to kind of conceive how this could possibly happen. Um, Brock, tell us something here. Triggering content, which we're kind of talking about in this, deep, complex stories aren't always people's first choice to dive into because it does take a lot of, a lot of focus. Um, how much would you be likely eagerly or not, to pick up a book like this, as you've heard us talking about, or a TV series like this? Um, I would. Uh, there are certain uh, TV series. I'm not much of a book person, which has been well documented on this program, but there's been certain TV series that people would say, oh, you got into this. Like, I really like the Chicago, uh, you know, the fire, the med, and the PD. And those can be really sobering and real-life-feeling moments where you're just kind of like, this is a little too close to home, but I, I enjoy it. And listening to you guys talk about the author, specifically in the way she writes and the way she does it, lends me to think, maybe I could give this book a bit of a try. Because, and again, all it takes, and I, and I hate to use the pun here because it's the segment we're doing but is a recommendation uh somebody having a discussion where you're like you kind of lean in and you kind of say I, I could take this a little listen if somebody gave me the synopsis without this conversation i'm probably like no but listening to the passion of you guys talk about it and the way that Anne Enright wrote the book i think i would be more lend to pick it up and read it danielle is there any yeah, other and then write yeah. what you would suggest to him. Like, I'm not, oh, I, yes. I, I have a hard time retaining writers and stuff like that. I can know names, but if you said, what books did that person sure. write? Anything I that think, you would yeah, point to? Yeah, the two to? that I would recommend are The Gathering. And I think that's the one that she won the booker for. And The Green Road sure. is, is the yeah. other oh, one. Yeah. And these are, these are both about dysfunctional families, families that have great complications. But I find that her, her characters are really alive um and that you at least i feel 
some empathy, even with the people I don't like, I still have a, a sense that these are real people and they are behaving in ways that real people behave. And also they set you to thinking about, you know, how the people in your own life uh, have an impact on how you behave and, and how, mm. you know, how you think too. Um, you know, are you able to imagine yourself uh, as somebody else? It's not easy to do. Not everybody is able to 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 be that empathetic and you know, and think, you know, this person behaved that way. If I were in that situation, would I also behave that way? And you you know, it it it, it really makes you think about, um, you know, a sort of a depth uh, of of compassion. Uh-huh. Yeah, in, in and, my and- view. And I think the characters need to have in in these kinds of books and written this way depth for you to be able to relate and pick out your favorite character, whether they're a main character or supporting. The fact is, when there's enough depth, you might imagine somebody you might know or some influence in your life, good or bad or whatever, but some relatability. And it takes a real writer who believes in writing more depth, that they're not just characters you're killing off or you're just, you know, yeah. no, no, I don't want to get too complicated because sometimes we need that. Hey, hey, that's Brock. You know, and it might be yeah. just something the person says, does in the For story sure. out of all the characteristics that jumps out. Danielle, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. And I hope, Brock, that if you do decide to pick it up, that you enjoy it as much as I have. I hope so as well. Uh, We do this every month, folks, on the last Tuesday month that Danielle had uh, recommended to us, Actress. That's the book we're talking about. And Enright, if you want to pick it up, of course, as mentioned, you can find it uh, as an audio book through Audible. And it's over on Sela. Excellent read by the writer. We'll step aside as we uh, get ready to wrap up this program. We'll see what the gang over at Now with Dave Brown has going on. Brock has that in hand for us. We'll get to that in a moment. In a closing moment, get your cereal boxes together. Why? Maybe you want them to tumble for you. In a moment. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.